Hey, 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 you're listening to the Strong and Capable Podcast with Bridgette Heller, where we talk about radical motivation, life's ups and downs, and all the victories that come with it. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Strong and Capable. I am your host, Bridgette Heller, and I am excited to get talking today. We're talking about selfless service and what do we give to the world? And it's been such an interesting month because when I started it off, I wanted people to acknowledge that maybe, maybe, maybe they had some baggage around service. And that's exactly what happened. Every conversation we've had because the strong and capable community is beautifully authentic. People have talked about, yeah, you say service and I feel like I'll never be good enough. I'll never be able to serve totally like a saint. And I might have some grudge when no one thanks me. And yeah, I might have some anger because I've seen people give away their life and I was affected by it in a negative, impactful way. And so we've had such honest conversation and that's exactly what I was hoping for because if we're going to serve, if we're going to really change the world, we have to acknowledge the struggle so that we can find the strength. We, a lot of times, want to pretend like there's no struggle. We want to lock it away in the cupboard. Kind of, do you have any messy cupboards? You know, those ones that are like, please do not open that cupboard, please. And it's always the one people open. This is life. If you don't acknowledge your struggles or your frustrations or the things holding you back, it becomes a messy cupboard and it's always the one that gets opened. You get a trigger and the cupboard gets opened and then the whole world gets to see your baggage and you're trying to pretend like it's not existent still. And they're like, but I see it right there. And what's crazy about it is most people don't care you have a messy cupboard because guess what? They have one too, <laughs> right? But we're all over here pretending like my cupboards are perfectly organized. So this is just a moment please excuse it. And that is life. That is the whole point of authenticity is to be like, yeah, I got a messy cupboard, but 99% of my cupboards are actually pretty organized and I'm pretty proud of them. And actually what my strength is, is in creating beautiful walls, not organizing my cupboards, but I try, you know, it's not that you don't want to have beautiful, nice cupboards continuing with this analogy. It's that it's not your strength. And that's okay. And maybe someone else has beautiful cupboards, but they don't have pretty walls. That's okay too. Like, yay for them. Their cupboards are amazing. We got to stop this whole, I have to be everything to everyone at all times. It's not possible. And it's not going to make you happy, but you can be your best self, your best you, whatever that looks like. And we need beautiful walls. We need clean cupboards. We need creative people who can't do either, but can create games that bind people together, right? Like the most, our favorite thing to do as a family that binds us together is game night because we're playing and there's competition and there's joking and there's stories and there's learning to work together, depending on the game. Games are so binding. Like if you have the talent to create that, I need you. You're essential to my family. And that's the point is we're trying to be all the things instead of the thing that we need to be, that the world needs us to be, that actually makes a difference. And this is the thing with service. We're trying to do service in the way that we think that looks like, whatever we've learned at school on service days or in church communities or in nonprofits. You know, you see people raise thousands of dollars running for a cause and you're like, I'll never be that. You're not supposed to be. 
they are because they like running or they didn't like running and they needed the push. And so this was the thing that motivated them to become a great runner and a giver. That's for them. What's for you is what we're figuring out this month. And before we can figure out what you're giving, we have to figure out what's your shame? What's your trigger? What's your pain point around service? So this month, this month is a crazy month for me because I have been married to my amazing husband, Michael Heller, for 20 years this month, 20. And I was thinking if I was famous, <laughs> there would be questions about this. Like, how the heck have you stayed married for 20 years? And what advice would you give? This is what I do in the shower. I contemplate if I was famous. That's weird, but it's okay. It's me. And that's part of what allows me to speak to you today is that understanding that I have something to give to the world and I want to do that. And so here I am speaking to you and it's the greatest gift back to me in exploring these conversations. Um, so anyway, I'm thinking 20 years, what would I tell people? What would the tips I give? And this directly goes into service. So 20 years marriage and what's worked for us and made us, I mean, Mike and I don't fight. We do sometimes. We've had fights where one time when we were newly, newly married, our first big fight, he had to call into work and say, I can't come today. You know, we have fights, but, and we've had rough patches, but overall it's been an incredible, incredible 20 years. And I cannot imagine being married to anyone else. Sometimes I try just to see. And I quickly know, nope, none of those shoes fit. This is the, this is the one. He's the one for me forever. So 20 years. And the thing that has worked for us, I've realized, is we started off with an understanding. A, we were in it forever. This is just what we were doing, period. So that's an important understanding. When you make a decision, it's not a maybe or I'll try or let's see. And I'm talking about life decisions here, not just marriage. It's a this is what I'm doing. There can be flexibility to change if needed, right? Because we don't know that our decisions are always perfect. And, and there's circumstances we don't always know about. But when you make a decision to become healthy or to take care of your mental health or to become spiritual, go all in on it. Don't be apologetic about it. Go all in. Don't dip your toes. Go for it. So we came in. We went all in. Backstory. Mike and I met at a church dance. We dated for two and a half weeks and then we were engaged. And two months later, two and a half months later, we got married. So we knew each other a total of like three, four months. That's it before we got married, which is insane. And if my daughter called me today and said, I'm getting married, I, would, I don't know what I would do with that because she's in college and it could happen. But that's what we did. And we went all in. The other thing, tip number two. So go all in is tip number one. Tip number two is that we didn't view each other as people that belong together. We viewed each other as two incredible individuals and we wanted to take that journey. We wanted to be there for each other's journey. So from the beginning, I've never tried to make Mike just like me and he's never tried to make me just like him. We've been very independent in everything and respected each other's differences. And because of that, because we're two people living a parallel life together as partners, but a hundred percent our own person, because I've been like, Hey, you're an amazing human. And I want to be there for your journey. I want to see 
where that takes you. And I want to be there for every part of it. And I want to cheer you on. I want to cry with you. I want to be there for that. And he said the same to me, Hey, you don't have to be like me. In fact, we're not that much alike, (laughs) but I think you're pretty dang cool and you're doing crazy things. And I want to be there for your journey. And so we signed up for that. And it's interesting not trying to make each other like one another, not trying to like all the same things or have the perfect things in common, but wanting to be there to see what this incredible human does with their life. It's worked for 20 years. It's worked because when he's doing something that I'm like, oh, I would never want, I would never want to go hunting. I would never want to go backpacking for five days in the mountains. Like this sounds horrible, but I'm so excited for you. Go for it, honey. And there doesn't have to be any well, because you went backpacking, I get to go on a girl's retreat to the beach because the beach is my thing, even though the mountains is yours. No, we don't do that. I just cheer him on on his journey and he cheers me on on mine. And I can tell you the other day he was running, he's training for a half marathon, which he's going to be so annoyed that I told the world that, but he is. And I'm so, so ridiculously proud of him because he said, I'm all in, he's going for it. And he's never done anything like this. And I was going to a podcasting conference. She podcasts live. And so I'm going down our, one of our main streets in our town and I'm driving and it's early in the morning. And I look up and who do I see running towards me down main street? None other than my amazing husband, Mike. And I didn't even, I just waved really excited. I was so excited to see him because it was this beautiful moment of he was doing his thing and I was doing mine. And we were both progressing because we allowed each other to do those things with total respect for, for that journey and support. It was, we talked about later, it was such a cool moment. It was such a cool moment because we're both progressing and learning. And I think that's where people go wrong in marriage a lot is they want, they think they have to be just like each other. They think they have to be so involved in each other's life that there's no independence. And we've tried that at times. I got lost a little bit in it. I think I've even talked about on the podcast. I lost myself a few times in our marriage, but It was never because of Mike. It was because of me, my own triggers and my own issues. So that's the second tip is if you want to do something, if you want to serve, don't do it like anyone else. Don't feel like you have to be married to what other people are doing or feel like you have to join it as in the way you've heard. You've got to do it independently in the way that works for you, whatever that is. And so, you know, when you talk about love, my, Mike and I, as I've mentioned, love independently, but it's not a one-for-one exchange. And our cute son, Jackson, he said, well, yeah, I'll do something kind for you and you'll do something kind for me. And that's how love works. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. This isn't eye for eye, but the opposite awesome thing for awesome thing. This is just respect for each other's journey. And so we've had to work through some of that in our own family, but his view is a cynical view of love. And we talk about service, service is love, right? Selfless service is love. Selfless service is, as Cami Kirby said on the last podcast, giving of yourself. And that's love. So it's not an action for an action. It's a heart. It's an, an emotional transplant. It's an emotional exchange. And so when we're talking about service, We can't talk about it in a cynical way. And I've heard a lot of cynicism because in my religion, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's a long title, (laughs) but I belong to this church. And every year they do this thing um, called Light the World. And in Light the World, in December, we're encouraged to do service every day and then hashtag it Light the World and share it. Now, 
I've had years where I did it every day and I've had years where I didn't do it at all and felt guilty because I know I should be doing good in the world. But it's part of what made me want to explore service so much is the understanding that service is integral to us having a bigger view, a broader view of the world than we can have on our own. We all live in bubbles. If we're not acknowledging that, we haven't seen enough of the world to know that our world is not everything. So get out of your bubble, acknowledge it, and know that there's so much to learn and to grow. So when you talk about like the world, I realized what's missing. Why do people feel guilty? Because they're not serving. You know, you see Susie homemaker down the street with 10 kids and they just went and fed the homeless. And what are you doing? You barely made it through your workday. You got the kids French fries and chicken nuggets for dinner and your house is trashed and the bills are stacking up and you watched your favorite show and went to bed. But Susie homemaker down there, she went and did service. So when you see that on the internet, your guilt is like shame, there's shame and there's anger, stinking Susie homemaker posting about it, making me feel like crap because I'm not good enough, right? But is that Susie's problem? No, of course not. It's yours. And then (laughs) someone's like, what? (laughs) Right now as I'm like, of course not. That's a you problem. That's a, that's a you thing. We used to say doing love and logic in the school when the kids would come up and well, I feel this and I feel angry and they did this and that made me feel that way. And we say, this sounds like a, a you problem. What can you do to fix it? How can you fix it, right? So, so often we want to make other people's victories our problem as if it, it shows badly on us, but it doesn't. What I would love to see though, from this whole light, the world thing, I want people to show their service. Hello, we should be showing the good things we do because it inspires others to try. And it also inspires us to think of new ways we could serve that maybe we hadn't considered. But here's what I want from like the world and from anyone who's choosing service. If you're going to post about it, no matter what, I want you to do this thing. I want you to post about it. And, and instead of going, went to feed the homeless, we're there for six hours. The kids are exhausted, but our souls have never felt so light. Okay. I don't want you to post that unless it's truth. So here's the thing. Authenticity counts authenticity matters. I want you to post that if it's truth. If it's not, if it was hard to get the kids out of there, if feeding the homeless sucked and you were scared the whole time and the kids came home, scared out of their minds to walk out on the street, that's not the service for you. That doesn't mean you didn't do a good thing. It just means that's probably not the service that you want to do in the future. And if that was your your experience, honestly, you're probably not going to want to serve in the future. So I want you to be honest with you. I went here it was hard for our family. It didn't feel as safe as I wanted it to. We came back really tired. I think next time we'll try a different kind of service, but I'm really glad we learned. Now that's not as glamorous. You're like, I am not posting that on the internet. That's not reflective of goodness on me, but it is. And here's why, because if Susie homemaker down the street with 10 kids posts, it was amazing. Maybe I like feeding the homeless. Maybe I actually feel comfortable in that environment, which weirdly enough, I do. It tripped out one of my friends and we went on a trip to California and all the homeless people, I was like, hey, how's it going? Have a good day. And she's like, stop talking to everyone. It was freaking her out. But people don't scare me. They probably should. They don't. (laughs) But so maybe this is my thing. But if I think Susie Homemaker down the street is doing this, guess what? I don't need to because I'm tired. I came home from work. I fed my kids chicken nuggets. I watched my favorite show and I got through the day. 
But if I know there's a need that I can fill that someone else can't, then maybe I'm going to do it. And maybe it wiped out Susie Homemaker, but for me, it filled my bucket. Do you see why authenticity matters? It matters because in lying, we're actually not serving the world. And maybe we don't realize it's lying. We're just trying to present the best view of it. But it's still a lie because it wasn't our true experience. And we don't have to be negative about it. We just have to say it. This wasn't for me. Looking forward to trying this. Does anyone else have ideas? What, what have you found that works really good with kids? Does anyone know any projects we could do in our home? Right? And so now I know for me what I can fill the world because people are being honest. And I also know that if I try a service that doesn't work for me, it's okay. It's okay. Because I have my own personality, my own unique experience, my own memories and victories and traumas. And because of that, certain things are going to be great for me and certain things are not going to be great for me. Um, going and singing in a rest home is something I did a lot growing up. It's not something I would love as an adult. I had a lot of weird experiences with creepy old men and I was a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> now, someone else going to a rest home with their family and not having those experiences could be, I mean, those people need joy. Rest homes can be hard places to be and they need joy. So someone else who maybe doesn't have baggage like I apparently do should go. But if I'm trying to go enforce something just because I know that's the service I know, that's not helpful. So what I want you to do is look at service just like 20 years of marriage, successful marriage. Look at it. Look at it as individual. Look at it as unique. What can you give to the world? What lights you up? Because what lights you up will light up the world. So when we're talking about lighting up the world, we're talking about what lights you up, lights the world. So if you're a singer, if you create beautiful poems, if you are great at organizing, if you're great at gathering, these are things you can do. There's service for all of those things. If you're like, present. I don't even got no time for that, but I got money. Oh my gosh. Every nonprofit needs money. Every nonprofit needs money. <laughs> so if that's your service and that makes you happy, you're like, man, I'm so glad that I can work and provide this check. That's good too. You are needed, but you're not needed in the way you think, in the way you're caring. You're needed in the way that you and only you can give. So we're talking about selfless service. We're talking about what do I give to the world? We're talking about what lights you up and then taking that light and sharing it with another. I have a vision board on my phone. I watched it just before this podcast. I watch it to music and there's a picture of one hand holding light and another hand holding light and the lights being passed. They're passing light back and forth. And this is how it is. You take your light and giving it away and you give it to another person and you think, well, I can't give away my light, then I have none. Mm -mm. For some reason with light, it doesn't work that way. It's the magical, magical way of the universe that when you give away your light, it, it's like, it reminds me of like fairy magic. It's like a piece of it breaks off and theirs is equally as light as yours now, but yours didn't diminish at all. If anything, somehow by giving away your light, you're screwed. And, you know, we talk a lot about self-care and not overdoing it and depleting yourself. So don't deplete yourself. Please don't deplete yourself. Take care of yourself. But that is the whole point of this. If you're giving in a way that lights you up, 
you're not depleting yourself. Isn't that interesting? You're not depleting yourself. So when you talk about real self-care, you've got to give it in the ways that are unique and real to you. And then it lights you up more. And that's, that's the thing. So if you want to grow, if you want to be independent, if you want to have success in new habits and new traits, I can speak from 20 years of experience in marriage, but also a lot of lifetimes of doing it wrong. I've done it wrong so many times and learned over and over again what I needed to do to do it right. And that's take care of yourself and give away light in the way that you're dreaming about of in the shower. (laughs) That's the way that you give away your light. And when you do that, your light will get brighter. I promise you. Hey, I love your comments and questions. And if this podcast has made you think, if you have any thoughts about light or service or authenticity, email me, text me, find me on Instagram is Bridgette.Heller is is my name on Instagram because I want to engage with you. I want to know what conversations help you, what you want to hear more of. I have the Awake community. I would love you to join that because we're having even deeper discussions uh, full of authenticity and grace and love in that group. And in January, actually, I'm launching a new group I have not named it. So if you have suggestions for the name, I went on social media everywhere today. It's like, I need a name, help me. But this is for women leaders. This is strong women leaders. And to be a strong woman leader, it's not just about pretending like you're tough anymore. It's about using every part of you, your emotional and mental health included in that. And uh, women are deep thinkers, deep feelers. And so a woman in leadership needs a group. She needs a tribe and she needs people she can speak authentically to. And that is what's going to be in this group. It's going to be amazing. I'm very, very excited. It's going to have its own private podcast. And we're going to talk about hard conversations, how to have them. We're going to talk about self-care and grace. We're going to talk about, you know, how you be the only woman in the room and what that looks like. Um, Cause I've been there and done that and coached a lot of women leaders And I'm excited to coach you. So if you're living awake and you're ready to lead, um, email me, text me. I'll put you on the wait list for that. It opens in January. I can't wait to see how that one goes. Friends, if you're listening today, I hope you know that you have something to give. It is only yours. It is unique. And you are so strong and capable. And light belongs in your life. It is who you are. It is your birthright. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey friends, thank you for listening to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast with our theme this year of saying yes to life. If you love this episode, please share it with your friends on all the social media things because we're everywhere. You can find me on Instagram at Brigitte, B-R-I-G-E-T-T-E dot Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R. Or you can find us on Facebook at The Strong and Capable. That's the free community. And if you're thinking, hmm, it's time for me to live awake, fully step in to who I am and who I can be, then go to www.thestrongandcapable.com backslash awake, or you can just go to our homepage and you'll find how to sign up there. From that point, I will add you 
to our private Facebook group and you will be Zooming with us every week. It will be amazing. I hope you have a good week. Remember, you are strong and capable. Thank you.